Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season one finale of Cold Cuts, the show where none of us here have read the script until you, the viewers at home or the viewers in the car when you're listening to this on your ride home. It doesn't matter, wherever you are, you will see us receiving our scripts live on air. We have no idea what's going on. Nothing has been rehearsed. We are concluding the story arc Hub, which is written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen. Nicole, because of a schedule conflict, was not able to make it for this episode. However, she has very kindly provided a video answering some of the most common questions that we, as the performers, and you, as the viewers at home or in the car, or we, we just went over this. Uh, any of the questions, you will also be able to ask questions of the cast afterward. So, Cold Cuts is based on a concept by Declan Grogan on the last episode of Hub. As the truth behind the Hub trials comes to light, our potential heroes are presented with the opportunity of a lifetime. But who will receive the highest honor? And what will they do when they realize they can no longer work together? We are going to be doing a very abbreviated interview these days because we and you want to get straight to the story and to hear what Nicole has to say. So very quickly, I would love to introduce you one more time to our amazing, stellar, beautiful, wonderful, fantastic, riveting cast, actors. I have one question for you when I introduce you. How are you feeling tonight? Up first, we have Emery Chase. I'm sad. I don't want this to be over. I very much like occupying my Saturdays with cold reading scripts with all of you guys. But I am really excited to see how it ends. So, Well, to build off that, peer pressure is a thing that exists. We and the viewers at home or in the car can always put peer pressure on platform Prodco to do season two. Just saying. Up next... We have Crystal Lee. Hi. Hello. Hi. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hi, guys. Crystal Lee. Pronouns she, her. Uh, I keep forgetting to do that week after week. But what's what's up? I'm also really sad. It, it's been, I've been on, like, this has been my Saturday for the past, the entirety of this year. And I think a good chunk of last year, because I've been on seasons two, three, and uh, shows two, three, and four. And so it's going to be, there's going to be a stark absence of anything to do on my Saturdays, because no, I do not have plans. Um, so I'm really sad. I'm going to miss everyone. Uh, I'm super excited, just like Emery said, to see how this ends, but don't let it end. But the catharsis comes at such a price. <laughs> oh, up next, we have Marissa Catherine. Hello, Marissa Catherine, she, her. I too have been forgetting to do that every time. So thank you. Um, and I too have been really sad, honestly, all day, just kind of very sad and in my feelings about, I don't know, I love doing this. I love all of you guys. And it's been so fun to do this and explore this wonderful story, but I'm also really excited to see how it ends because it's really been an amazing story. <laughs> I think I, we're all very excited to see how it ends, but I want to hear how excited everybody is. And up next, we have Grant Patricio. Hi. I'm not picking on you for, I'm not even picking on you for one last time. 
I and I really think and, and I really appreciate that. Maybe if I come back in season two, it'll be our little in joke. Um, that said, um, it's like this is my very first show with anything like this. So it, it it's just been a wonderful experience for me. I mean, I got to be a werewolf. I got to talk about wedgehogs, um, scratch my head at all the D&D references. Uh, it, it's, it literally, it's been incredible. Uh, I, I pushed for a season two and the chance to the auditions and I want to see how this ends and maybe Avaris will embrace his inner werewolf demons in one final claw swipe of glory. I don't know. Look, speaking as someone who's voiced multiple werewolf girls, werewolf solidarity, embrace that inner monster. Love that. Love it for you. Roar Just and shit. Keep, keep. Keep embracing your big, fuzzy, bitey, bloody self, my guy. Up next, we have Aubrey Poppleton. Uh, hi, I'm Aubrey. They, them. And yeah, uh, I'm good until we get to the sad part where we have to say goodbye. Because, <clears throat> yeah, like this is kind of like taking that like um, similar like spot to like my weekly D&D where like it helps me like kind of like release all the tension and just be happy. So like, it's like I had two days, I had D&D &D and uh, cold cuts, and now uh, that's going away. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to miss our long conversations. Yeah, same. This has become my Saturday ritual uh, since September. So I guess starting next week, I'm going to have to just start bar fights in order to feel something <laughs> again. I'm going to text from my mom after this. Uh, no, it, it's, it, it's always really sad when a story arc ends and an you know, another cast is turning over, but like this being the season finale, it's like extra heavy tonight. So if I get, if I get a little weepy, I hope you understand. Up next, we have Corey Sapienza. Hello, I'm Corey. I use they, he pronouns. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm mostly just really pumped to, to see what comes of the finale. Um, I'm excited for to like spend one final evening together. Yes, because, you know, it's like we always say at my summer camp, it's never goodbye, it's see you later. Aww. So, well, yeah, I'm oh, excited. That's really, oh God, okay. And last but not least, <laughs> we have Delton Ingalls Sorrel. Hi, I'm Delton. Um, uh, pronouns he him. I play Hank, and I think it's it's all been said. There's it's it's the end of the thing, but new friendships have been made, and that's wonderful. And it's so excited to see everyone kick butt on this last episode, and and the same with the last show that I was on, but this one as well. It's uh, it's been a lovely reminder that I am never going to be imaginative enough to predict what range of wonderful people I'm going to meet on this. Oh God, that's so sweet. I oh God, I uh, God. All right, so uh, oh damn it, <laughs> all of you, stop it with the sap. I'll stop it with the sap. All right, uh, platform. Could you please send the actors their script? Actors, when you receive your script, please give me a thumbs up so I know that it is time to proceed. 
those of you who are watching on Twitch, if you have predictions, thoughts, ideas, questions, comments, please leave them with us. Uh, we will address them at the end of the show. We love to hear from you because you are extremely important to making this happen. Remember, we are a Twitch affiliate. So when you when you subscribe to us, we get funded. <laughs> and we appreciate that so much. We we couldn't have done it with any, without any of you. Oh, from chat. Chat says, can't wait to see tonight's show. Yeah, same with all of us because we, we are just as in the dark and just as in suspense as you are, chat. And I love that we can experience this with you. All right, we're still waiting on a couple more people. But yes, again, thank you, chat. Uh, it looks like, do we have everyone? All right, we're waiting on one more person. So, all right, everybody, Hub, episode 10, Champion, by Nicole Tuttle. Let me see that. Avaris rushed forward to the paperwork that lay sprawled at Eve's feet. Avaris? What the hell? Th this is my signature! You forged it! I assure you, we did not. Why would we sign that? Why would we agree to this? Because we are offering you the honor of a lifetime. A slice of the kind of power only gods can offer. That seems irresponsible. I mean, I'm a literal child. I know you have many questions, and believe me, they will be answered in due time. But it is time for you to complete the final trial. I'm not moving from this spot until you give us more than vague answers. Hmm. There's the fire that my brother saw in you. What is this prize? This power? <laughs> the very best, of course. A god's touch. A universe's worth of knowledge, strength, wit, trust, acceptance, and courage. So we would receive our memories back. Your prize will be far more than that, Dr. Healthman. These trials have existed for centuries. Thousands of potential heroes have stood where you stand now, asking the very same questions, competing for the very same honor. Like who? Some of the greatest heroes of your histories. Like Iron Man, Batman, Black Panther, Am I getting close? Odysseus. Hercules. Jump in any time, your majesty. <laughs> Hub has been home to many, many heroes since its conception. He's totally dodging the question. It's Hub. Do you expect anything else? Nah. Our trials are specifically designed to find the purest hero of them all. But all will be revealed soon. Right now, we all have some place to be. Welcome to the final hub trial, the Oblivion Trial. The king in red waved a hand slightly, and the ground erupted in a rainbow of colors swirling around at their feet. The solid floor beneath them liquefied as the entire room was encased in the bright light of the portal. With nothing holding them up, they fell into the blaze beneath them, falling through the portal at a horrifying pace. The brightness assaulted their vision, 
blinding them until darkness overtook their senses. They were still, and slowly light began to return to their vision. They opened their eyes to find themselves standing in the center of a large open-air arena. Where are we? It's like a gladiatorial arena. What are we wearing? Adorning their bodies were full sets of leather armor, each dyed. Each set dyed their assigned color. Leathers. Armor. Armor? Gladiatorial arena? Please tell me we're not about to fight to the death. Hey, hey, we're not gonna play this game anymore. Let us go. But Eve, you were so eager to be selected. The voice of Eve's father echoed across the large arena. Their eyes all scanned the empty seats of the audience until they noticed the large box nestled into the carved benches, a box fit for royalty. There, six individuals sat in chairs facing the arena before them. They had seen them before, on the ceiling of the castle. And here they were, the royal family of gods, looking down at their captives with eager excitement. If you think we're gonna fight each other, you've got another thing coming! Do not worry, Avaris. That is not our intention here. The woman in bright blue with a crown atop her head spoke up. Well then, what are we doing here? This is where heroes are created, shaped, tested. This is where champions become gods. I am both very excited and very scared. We wish you no harm. In fact, this whole trial was created to reward the one true hero. One true hero? How do you know who that is? The king stepped forward to speak again. Every millennia, we find that our universe is in need of guidance, in need of a prophet, a ruler, a hero. For a long time, we would give our God's touch to a hero we saw as worthy. But we learned quickly that this amount of power could corrupt those who were not properly tested. We would often disagree on who was most worthy of our gift. And sometimes our chosen hero became the very evil we were attempting to overcome. Absolute power corrupts absolutely, after all. So you were in fact testing us, but not against the portals. You were testing us against each other. A young woman in pink stood up and moved to the railing of the royal box. I have to make sure our champion deserves it, you know? And I really do think you were the right choice, Hank. Nuh-uh. My champion has lightning powers. The smallest and youngest member of the royal family tugged on the pink princess's shrouded shoulders to force her attention to him. Your champion didn't finish in one of the rounds. My champion can literally absorb electricity. My champion can breathe underwater. Enough, children. No need for competition here. The hub will decide who is most worthy. You can see why the trials have become a necessity. When left to our own devices, we could never agree. Right, hold on there. Let me get one thing straight. You all chose us, like, what, horses at a race? So we could compete for you? We chose individuals from all walks of life, from across the expansive universes, who each had potential in their own way to be the heroes their worlds deserve. Hub simply helps us determine if our choices are worthy. We do not win here. 
<laughs> we simply choose who we believe to be the best option to receive our gift. We may not win anything when our champion is victorious, but that doesn't stop us from partaking in a little friendly betting. <laughs> so what then? We finish this final trial and we get some godlike powers? Essentially, yes. I want it to be known that this is simultaneously the worst and best thing that's ever happened to me. Why would we agree to this? It's time to return their memories, darling. The final trial must be completed as themselves. The Red King stood still for a moment, letting uh, his wife's words sink in. Very well. Brother? The quiet man in orange who stood beside his brother moved forward. He smiled down at the group, his eyes landing on Avaris. This won't hurt. Not like when you stole your memories back. Impressive, by the way. In all our years of this trial, not once has anyone managed to do that. Nobody's ever found the hidden safe before, brother. True. Very, very impressive. What are you doing? Just then, a flash of light erupted from the man in orange's hands. In a moment, it all came rushing back to them. Painlessly, the memory returned. Within their minds, they were confronted by a wave of all their memories, their lives, returning to their heads in a rush of adrenaline. They saw their childhood, their families, their adventures, their lives. And they saw the moment their lives changed forever. They watched as a member of the royal family arrived, explaining to them the otherworldly opportunity that awaited them in Hub. They each had different reactions to the suggestions, but the outcome was the same for them all. Agreement. We wanted this. We let them do this to us. Yes, you did. Now please, let us finish it. We would like to crown our champion. I have to do this. I know. I know. This whole time. It was my fault. I, I was there. I, I was so angry at everyone. I what do we have to do? Each member of the royal family stepped forward until they stood against the railing, looking down onward to the open arena floor. Malachi! Sherlock! It matters not which name you choose to call yourself. You have proven time and again that you have the intelligence and passion to be a hero. Your tenacity and quick thinking has saved countless lives, and no doubt will continue to do so, with or without the gods' touch. This. Malachi is why you are my champion. The Red Champion. Grace, your incredible physical strength is only a fraction of the strength you hold within you. You assumed the responsibility of a caretaker to your family, and despite your situation, you never once allowed yourself to fixate on the negatives. Always looking at the glass half full. Always doing whatever it took to take care of those you loved even a great personal sacrifice. This is why you are my champion, the blue champion. Eve, my daughter, you know very well why you stand here today in the place of many of the other options I had at my disposal. You begged for it. You begged to be given the opportunity to prove your place in this family, and I gave it to you. That is why you're my champion. The Green Champion. Avaris, it takes a strong person to be able to do good in the face of adversity. 
It takes a hero to do good in the face of evil. You put your life on the line every day to keep others from succumbing to the darkness you almost lost yourself to. This is why you are my champion, the Orange Champion. Hank, you left your entire planet and all your loved ones behind to bring medical innovation to Earth. You gave up all the birthdays and holidays and time spent with those you love in order to save millions of people. You are selfless, and this is why you are my champion, the Pink Champion. Jeb, you're a freaking superhero, and that's really cool. But you've also had to learn how to control your powers and learn how to take what happened to you and make it not a weakness, but a strength. This is why you're my champion, the Yellow Champion. With their newfound memories flooding their brains and hearing these gods speak so highly of them, the champions each found themselves holding back the wave of emotions that threatened to overtake them. The final trial is a race, but not the kind you're expecting. Your race will consist of six different portals. Each one is reminiscent of your adventures so far. Your wristbands are the key to opening each portal. If you've already completed the task for each portal, you simply must survive and find the next one. If you've not yet completed it, you cannot exit the current challenge until you have. Eve glanced over to Jeb, whose face paled at that statement. The woman in pink smiled brightly. The first to travel through all six portals and arrive back here will be crowned champion. And have the gift of the gods' touch bestowed upon them. And those of us who don't win? If you do not win but complete the trial nonetheless, you are sent home. With or without these memories? You'll be able to keep the memories we stole from you. What about those who can't complete the trial? Each portal is a risk. There is no guarantee of your safety. You knew that when you agreed. Heroes are forged from the darkest of moments. Good luck! When we next see you, we will be crowning our champion! The ground of the open-air Colosseum began to shake. The heroes braced themselves against its movement. Suddenly, the earth beneath their feet began to part. Sand began to cascade into the opening. They scrambled to either side of the cavern and watched as a large, glowing structure rose from beneath the arena. A portal appeared, gleaming with a bright red light. The word courage etched onto its surface. Y'all, I don't know what's gonna happen there, but I want you to know that I don't regret this for a second. It was an honor to know each of you. Do you think we'll ever see each other again? I hope so. Grace, I... Grace leaned to Malachi and kissed him softly. When she pulled back, her normally bright eyes threatened tears. Good luck, everyone. I mean that. Really. I... Your words are all damn- your worlds are all damn lucky to have someone like you. <laughs> Thank you for- for not giving up on me. They joined hands, fingers interlaced, and their bodies trembling. They stood at the base of the bright red portal, as they did all those days ago, and once again disappeared into its ominous glow. Light, then darkness, then light again. It didn't take long before they all recognized their location, the magical school. And much to their surprise and relief, 
The others stood with them at the entrance to the ivy-covered building. Looks like we're not done working together yet. They said we simply need to find the next portal and that our braces, bracelets will unlock it. We all passed this challenge, so it shouldn't be an issue. They said we needed to survive first. Oh, that's some concerning language. What do you think they meant by it? Survive what? The sky darkened and seemed to glitch, the ground beneath them shifting in color sporadically. The school in front of them began malfunctioning altogether, until the world around them began falling in, pixel by pixel. The technical framework was collapsing in on itself. That is what we have to survive. We better hurry! Come on! We should head to the tower. That's where we found the portal the first time. All right, let's go! They ran across the ever-changing ground cautiously towards the large building. Inside, the decor on the walls began switching from the carefully crafted honors benefiting, benefiting, befitting a school of this caliber. Instead, there were flashes of documents, portraits of the gods, images of the other portals cycling in an unrelenting slideshow. I do not want to alarm any of you, but it might behoove you all to look, to not look behind us. Behind them, the lawn from which they came had been entirely enveloped by darkness, as the very world in which they stood was being deleted little by little. The darkness crawled towards them. Ah, I looked. What is going on? This portal is being deleted, and if we don't get to the tower, we're going with it. They rushed up the spiral staircase to the tower, where they had once saved the group of schoolchildren. They hadn't even reached the tower's peak before they noticed the green light spilling down the stairs. Almost there. Spilling out into the tower, they were greeted by the large green portal bearing the name Strength. Before it, however, was a short pedestal with a small electronic keypad sitting atop it. This must be where the bracelets come handy. Here, let me see. Hank moved forward and held his metallic wristband near the keypad. It quickly flashed pink. It worked. What are you waiting for? Get in there! Hank nodded and disappeared into the green light. Avaris and Eve raised forward, swiping their wrists near the keypad and following Hank into the portal. Malachi and Grace were next. Come on, Jeb, let's go! Malachi and Grace vanished into the portal, and just as Jeb went to swipe their band, they heard a voice call out from behind them. Jeb? Jeb, is that you? Teresa! What are you doing here? Where is everyone else? I don't know. They're all gone. Something's wrong, Jeb. What's happening? Oh my god. Okay, um, come on. Take my hand. We're getting you out of here. Jeb gripped her hand and pulled her towards the portal. They swiped their band and the keypad flashed black with an error message reading, One passenger per wristband. Oh no, no. Come on. Come on. We're going through. Screw the keypad. Come on. Jeb stepped forward into the portal, dragging Teresa behind them. But as they stepped into it, they were met with a solid metal wall. No! Come on! Jeb swiped furiously again and again, only to be met by the same error. No, this isn't fair! Jeb, what is this? I, I don't have a lot of time to explain. Jeb, please! You're not real, Teresa. You're a program, something created by technology. Don't understand. Jeb looked over Teresa's shoulder to see the darkness climbing the stairs towards them, higher and higher. Teresa, I'm sorry, but this place is disappearing, and I can't take you with me. What's going to happen to me, Jeb? 
I... I don't know, Teresa. I'm scared. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Teresa. The darkness had reached the tower at that point. The sky outside, once filled with stars, was nothing but an endless black void. Jeb's hand tightened on Teresa. Go, Jeb. But... Go! I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay, Jeb. Jeb leaned forward, kissing Teresa's hand that they still held clutched in theirs, and then released it before stepping backwards towards the portal. This time, when they swiped their wristband, the yellow light on the keypad lit up, and Jeb was able to, and Jeb was able to enter the glowing green light. And they did, slowly, watching as a nodding Teresa was swallowed whole by the void. Light, then darkness, then light again. Jeb, what took so long? Jeb's senses returned to them, and they recognized the amusement park where they had been sent on a challenge of wit. Kid! Oh, you're here. Good. We need to stick together, okay? And do things quickly. This portal has already started glitching out. We found the portal back at the strategy tent. Of course we have to go that far. We need to get started. Jeb, are you alright? I saw Teresa. She was there. I couldn't take her with me. Oh, Jeb. I'm sorry. She wasn't real, kid. I know it felt like it, and I'm sorry about that. But none of this is real. And it's all about to come collapsing down on us if we don't hurry. Right. Let's go. And so they ran through the puzzle-ridden amusement park, through the war-torn surroundings. They ran as the darkness chased them, the very essence of the portal folding in on itself. Metallic pieces began raining down from the nothingness above them. We all passed this one too, so it should be as simple as the last. Find the portal and jump through. They seem to be going in order, that means. Yeah, I know. Don't you worry, kid. We're doing this thing together. We'll get you through the next one. As long as we can get through this one alive. Look! Avaris pointed towards the camp. The strategy tent sat nestled in its center, and just beyond it, the dark cloud of deletion worked its way towards them. It's coming from both sides. Run faster! They sprinted through the abandoned camp, narrowly avoiding falling debris. Tumbling into the tent's opening, they saw the orange light that flooded the enclosure. Another pedestal sat guarding the entrance. Bib, when we get in there, we need to get you to whatever challenge it is you need to pass. And fast, okay? Who knows how long we have to help you through. One by one, they swiped their bracelets and disappeared into the orange light. Light, then darkness, and light again. And the sounds of the carnival invaded their ears. But this time, the music played in a discordant, dying tempo. The area was not crowded with people. The Barker's tower sat empty. We need to go through the maze again. Keep an eye out for anything Jeb might need to do to get through here. They set off into the tall maze, following the turns and twists. Their only indication of the darkness coming for them was the sky above that seemed to jump and falter between night and day, unable to settle. Something's wrong. We haven't found a damn thing for Jeb to do yet. How are they supposed to pass this challenge if there's no challenge here? Gee, it's okay. No, don't. Don't say that. We'll find it. It's... it's here. Look, the portal. It's up ahead. Sure enough, the welcoming yellow light of the next portal glowed through the maze, beckoning them forward. They rushed forward until they stood just before the portal with the guardian pedestal. Welcome back, players one through six. Are you ready to continue? No! We're not done yet! 
Darkness is here. The darkness is nearly here. We missed something then. We need to go back. There is no back. It's gone. Guys, strength, remember? Not just physical. What are you saying? Leave without me. It worked for Malachi. I don't want to leave you, Jeb. I know, but that's the challenge. We need to be strong. I've left enough people I care about behind for a lifetime. I can't leave you too. Excuse me. I bet the second you all leave, I'll be allowed through. Wait, stop, everyone. Hank, you wanted to say something. Sorry, Hank. Go ahead. Uh, oh, uh, thank you, Eve. Uh, uh, Jeb, look at your wrist. What do you mean, my wristband? What about it? Look at the colors. Oh my god, I have orange! I have the orange color! How did I do that? Sometimes the strongest we have to be is when saying goodbye. Teresa. She helped you pass. I can't believe I didn't notice. You did it, kid! Now come on, we gotta get out of this maze! See? No one's being left behind today. No one. Grace hugged Jeb tightly, followed by Eve, and one by one they disappeared into the yellow light. Jeb took a deep breath as they swiped their wristband on the pedestal. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you. Light, then darkness, then light again. And suddenly, for the first time in their final gauntlet, they were separated. Back in those individual, sterile, metallic rooms, the TV screen in front of them and the buttons on the wall were the only source of light. Not this again. Very past this one, we just need to find the portal. The walls within the room began to show the telltale signs of the deadly glitch that threatened them. Let us out! Come on! We already did this one! The TV screen flickered to life before them. No games, no tricks. You've passed those already. However, you seem to have forgotten that this is a race. There can only be one hero, so once again we ask, who do you trust? It is time to vote on the order in which you will be released from your cells and offered passage into the next portal. It's time to think about who deserves to win. Come on! Are you kidding me? So cast your vote, and one at a time you will be sent on your way. The mind tricks never stop, do they? Eve clearly needs to go first. She failed the next portal and needs all the time we can give her to complete it. Uh, on one hand, logically, Grace could catch up to us with her strength and abilities were, were she to go last, but the real question comes down to who should win. The rooms around them began glitching faster, an indication that their time in this portal was already short. They made their choices, voting on the buttons on the wall before them. Suddenly, the TV screen adjusted to display their names. A large metallic mechanism sounded from below their feet, and suddenly the wall to Eve's cell lowered into the ground, offering her a straight shot to the glowing pink portal. The TV screen flashed before the others as Eve's name was crossed off. Use the time wisely, Eve. Complete the next challenge. You got this, Eve. Light, then darkness, then light again. Eve found herself underwater in the same circular room where they had arrived last time. She was alone, and she knew that she didn't have much time before this portal disappeared, too, with her in it, if she didn't pass whatever challenge befell her now. I answered your question on the dock. I knew what the Oblivion trial was. I answered it. 
Why haven't I passed this challenge yet? Because, daughter, you still know so little. Eve turned in the water to see her father floating on the other side of the circular room. Dad? What are you doing here? Administering your challenge. What do I have to do? Don't get anything wrong. Eve took a deep breath of water through her newly returned gills and nodded to her father. I will only ask you things that you should know the answer to. You get one chance. Do not mess it up. I won't. When was Hub founded? That's a trick question. Our family exists outside of space and time. That is how people from all walks of life and completely different places and time are able to gather here. Very good. Now, who was the first hero awarded the God's Touch? You didn't specify to say the first hero from the Hub Trials. My grandfather, your father, was the first to receive the Touch. Right again, Eve. Now, think long and hard about this one. What happens to the champions who do not win the final trial? You already told us this one. Then what is it? It's a trick. It wouldn't be this easy. Time is running out, Eve. Give me a second! You never allowed me to attend the trials growing up. All I know is from your lessons. And if you've been paying attention, you ought to know the answer. Back in the metallic cells, the process continued. Every few minutes, the TV screen would light up, and another person would be released from the confines of their metallic cells. Jeb, Hank, Malachi, each of them disappearing into the pink portal the moment their walls lowered. Just a Savaris. And then there were two. Grace and Avaris had moved so close to the TV screen on the wall to avoid the inky blackness that absorbed that had to avoid the inky blackness that had absorbed the back half of the cells. Hurry up! Avaris's wall dropped to the floor, and he spilled out in front of the pink portal. Ugh, damn it, why me? She should go! But he didn't dare wait. He didn't dare extend the time before Grace would be released. She needed every second she could get. Avaris watched the darkness crawl towards him as he stepped into the portal. Stay alive, G. Back underwater, the others had joined Eve in the circular room and watched as she struggled to complete the challenge laid out for her. You all best be getting along to the next portal. This is a race, and Eve deserved to lose her lead for taking so long to answer this question. The tone in his voice told the others that it was not a suggestion, but an order. They swam down the corridor towards the place they knew the last portal to be. Jeb gave a sad look over their shoulder at Eve before moving away. The water shook, malfunctioning just as the other portals did. Time is running out, Eve. Answer the question. I know what you told us before this race began. You said that if we completed the challenge, we get to go home. With our memories. Was that your answer? No, because that's not true, is it, Dad? None of that is true. That's why you tried to keep me from entering this competition. You know that those who do not finish first don't get to keep their memories. Every last bit of their experience here in Hub will be ripped from them, as if it never happened. Isn't that right? If the, stank, if the stakes aren't high enough, the hero isn't good enough. If they do not win, they are not worthy of keeping the memories, the knowledge of these trials. Why do you think this last Hub trial is known as the Oblivion trial? If they aren't worthy, their time here, their memories, it's almost to Oblivion. You don't deserve the power you have. 
None of you. But maybe you do. You have passed this challenge. Good luck, daughter. And as if part of the next glitch in the technology, Eve's father disappeared, just as Grace arrived in the circular room, panting and taking deep breaths of the water. <laughs> Gee! Oh, that was a close one back there. Wasn't sure I was gonna make it. How'd you do here? Eve held up her wristband, now displaying a pink-colored section. Oh, thank goodness. All right, now come on. Let's catch up to the others. The two of them swam down the corridors, Grace holding on to Eve and propelling them forward at an incredible speed. They reached the hallway just in time to see Malachi, Hank, Jeb, and Avaris disappear into the bright blue portal. Gee, there's something you should know about the last portal. All right, we gotta catch up. Tell me when we're there, okay? It's important, G. Tell me on the other side. This portal isn't gonna hold us much longer. Grace and Eve rushed by the pedestal, swiping their wrists and flowing straight through the blue portal. Light, then darkness, then light again. Once again, our potential heroes stood in a large circular room with six doors, their clothes dripping from the last challenge. The doors to their memories. The doors to their traumatic pasts. The doors that many of them had accepted. Great! The storyteller's back! Grace, thank God you caught up. Of course I did. Eve, you passed the challenge. Yeah, but listen, guys. Avaris, this last challenge. You have to pass or else you're stuck here. I know. I, I know. It I have my memories back. And G, you were right. You're always right. I needed context. I needed to understand. I did something horrible. That memory is from the first night I turned. I didn't know what was happening to me. I had no idea what I had become and what I could do. More to you than your anger, Avaris. You are more than that. Since that night, I wrote that book, The Guide. It was my way to help others avoid the same outcome. That was incredibly selfless of you. To take your experience and turn it into a learning opportunity for others. I opened a school. Well, kind of. More like a camp, maybe. Uh, a place with, for where people dealing with the supernatural for the first time can come and learn to control it in a safe space. That's really beautiful, Avaris. I took this horrible thing, and I made it worth it. I made sure it didn't happen again to me or anyone else. Avaris, look at your wristband. Avaris lifted his wrist to show the new blue addition to his wristband. <laughs> You did it! Grace threw her arms around Avaris and hugged him tightly. His eyes welled with tears as he hugged back. I'm not a monster. No, no you're not. You're a hero. He gripped tighter, smiling through his tears of relief. The guilt that had been weighing on him slipped off his shoulders. Finally, he was free. The storyteller's right, you know. You're free now. I know. <sighs> I know. <laughs> The circular room began to glitch, the walls slowly enveloped with the inky darkness as the portal began to disappear. Look, the final portal is just there. We could go through it. Those of us who have passed this challenge, we... We could finish this. Someone could win. Who should win? Maybe... Maybe we vote. This kind of sucks. I don't want anyone to lose. We need to make a choice. Quickly! This place is going to collapse soon. It doesn't matter who wins. At least we still have each other. We still have Hub, no matter what. Wait! Stop! What is it, Eve? 
Only the winner will remember this place. But they said... They lied. They've always lied. Only one person will win this trial and keep their memories. Keep the memories we stole from you. Of course. I should have noticed earlier. So carefully word it. We get to keep our memories from before Hub. Not the one we've made since. What? You gotta be kidding me. Why would they do that? If the stakes aren't high enough, the hero isn't good enough. That's what they think. But what does it matter if we have our memories or not? It's a secret. All of this. They don't want their secret to get out. They stood around the room, now barely holding together against the darkness that began to envelop the room's walls. The portal stood beaming in the center, welcoming the one true hero into it. But the champions found themselves unable to move, unable to accept the fact that once one of them steps through the portal, the rest of them would not remember their time in Hub, their experiences, or each other. Stop telling us what we already know, Storyteller, and tell us how to fix this! Jeb's voice carried as they struggled to come to terms with the inevitable. No, it's not inevitable. There has to be something we could do. The darkness crept closer, the portal around them disappearing pixel by pixel, closing in on them as their final moments in Hub ticked away. Oh, no, 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 no. There has to be something we can do, Eve. A anything at all. I can't. I don't think so, G. I, I think this is it. Someone is going to win, and the rest of us are going to forget. Damn it! Why teach us these lessons? Why give us the chance to grow here if they're not even going to let us remember it? The inky blackness of the darkness moved ever closer, pushing the champions closer to the center of the room. Close to the portal now, the ground beneath them shook. She should win. No! I agree. Stop it! Stop it! We're not doing this! We can't do this! How else are we going to decide who goes through first? Uh, well, if we have to vote, then... Eve, you should win. This this is your family. Your birthright. Jeb is the one who who's overcome the most. Hank here has made some pretty serious sacrifices to help others. That's pretty heroic to me. Uh, Varys, too, has done some incredible things for others. We all deserve to go through that portal. Right. We all deserve to go through. But we can't. And only one of us is going to remember everything that happened here. I can't do that. I can't be the only one to know how much I love you guys. I don't want to remember what my family put us through here without having all of you to lean on. I agree. Knowing that I gained a family again, only to have you torn away from me would render me even more lonely than I already am. I don't think I could survive knowing the truth. So nobody wants to win. Only to leave the others behind. This is crazy. We should not have to do this. We shouldn't have to decide. Their new resolve washed over them as they looked at the portal. The portal that no one seemed entirely keen on entering at the moment. The world continued to disintegrate behind them, closing in, forcing the heroes closer together. Eve, I... I want to say thank you. Stop, Jeb. No, please. We don't have a lot of time, and I want to make sure you know how much your friendship has meant to me in here. Jeb. I'm gonna miss you. All of you. I'm really gonna miss you, Jeb. So much. I know I've been hard to handle sometimes, but if I was gonna be locked in some weird-ass god ritual, I'm glad I was in here with all of you. 
it is a shame that I will not be able to remember you all, but for the first time in a long time, I finally have a family, and I want you all to know how much that has meant to me. What a deep void you have all filled. With tear-blurred vision and meaningful embraces, the heroes used their final moments to say goodbye. Malachi faced his companions, his head swimming with things unsaid, searching for the right words. There's certainly been a wild ride, hasn't it? Thank you all. For everything. Can't believe the world is about to lose Sherlock Holmes. Grace. I haven't let anyone call me Grace in a long time, but... Malachi, you make me feel like I deserve the title. You do. I'm so glad I got to meet you. I don't want to forget you, Grace. Not when I just... I just... We just... We aren't finished. So don't forget. What do you mean? So we take a stand. Nobody goes through. We need to really think this over. If we don't go through, then we're going to get deleted along with the rest of the portal. We could be gone forever. They won't risk losing us all. Um, are we sure about that? If nobody goes through the portal, we all lose. Or we all win. There doesn't have to be one true hero. That's not how the world works. No matter which world you come from, heroes are everywhere. And there are a bunch of people doing everyday things, and, and they're doing everything they can to make their worlds a better place. God's touch or not. She's right. We made it through these portals by walking, working together. That is what a hero is. Someone who accepts help when they need it. Someone who inspires change in others. You are suggesting that we refuse to pick in hopes that they spare us all. What if we survive and none of us get to keep our memories? Then at least we tried. So nobody goes through. This is what heroes do. They take risks. This could end horribly. Yep. We could die. Yep. Okay. Okay, I'm in. Me too. It is about time we took our agency back. This is crazy. But it might just work. We started this together. Let's finish it together. Joining hands, the champions stood firm in front of the glowing portal as the world around them continued to falter. They did not take another step. They did not move towards the welcoming light of safety. Instead, they stood their ground, facing the certain destruction, as they had faced every other challenge in their adventure. Together. And as the portal disappeared, there was darkness. But unlike so many other times, after the darkness, there was no light, and they weren't sure there ever would be again. One month later. Stop! Don't move another inch! Jeb's hands flickered with electricity as they stood on the rooftop across from their arch-nemesis, his arms encircling the civilian who cried out closer they got to the edge. You think you can stop me with your little parlor tricks? <laughs> this city will be mine. It will bow before my rule. I don't think so. Jeb let loose the power radiating from their fingertips and aimed the blast towards the masked man. Jumping out of the way quickly, he managed to dodge the attack, but lost grip on the civilian, who took the opportunity to run quickly towards Jeb, 
She circled her arms around their neck and panted breathlessly. You can't save them all. You, just you wait. With a flick of their cape, the villain took off soaring through the sky. Jeb watched them disappear behind the skyscrapers before turning to the woman in front of them. Are you okay, miss? I am now. You saved me. I've got you. You're safe now. What's your name? I'm Teresa. Ah, uh, sorry. What, what did you say? My name, it's Teresa. Are you okay? I think so. Have we, have we met before? Do you think we've met before? I, I think I know you somehow. You're a hero, Jeb. You saved me. And you saved so many others. Thank you. Truly. Avaris stood in front of two young wolves out in the deepest part of the forest. They had just finished a training session and had sat to take a break. All right, ten minutes. Then we're doing it again, okay? No slacking. Aye, aye, Captain. How about we go again when I'm finished reading this? It's a new issue. Oh, what is that? <laughs> Only the best comic book series on the face of the planet. Yeah, it's no Iron Man. Take that back right now. Let me see that. Electric Jeb. Ah! ah shit! Whoa, Avaris, what's wrong? I, uh, I don't know. Where did you get this? The, the comic shop in town, why? I swear I know this, kid. Maybe you've read it before. No, that's not it. I, I don't know, but they seem really familiar. Really familiar. Malachi sat in a large leather armchair in the corner of a dark candlelit room. A shorter man with a stock build enters the room cautiously. Uh, well, Holmes, that's another flawless case for the record books. Hmm. Uh, yes. Thank you, Watson. Mystery solved. Do you think they'll show him any grace in court? Uh, oh, sorry. What did you say? What is it, Holmes? What's wrong? What was it you said just now? Uh, I asked if you think they'll show this criminal any grace in court. What is the matter with you? I... I don't know. I... I think I need a moment to be alone, Watson. Are you sure you're okay? A, a moment, please, Watson. Walking through sterile, empty hallways... Hank made his way into a break room before settling down on the couch in a heap of exhaustion. Dr. Healthman! Dr. Lee, good afternoon. Uh, long surgery? Quite. Done for the holiday, then? Ah, uh, I completely forgot the date. No big plans to head home, then? I am afraid my... My home is too far of a distance to travel easily. Yeah, I know what you mean. My, my parents on the other side of the country, and my mom refuses to come to me. Says, the, says my kitchen isn't turkey-friendly, whatever that means. Lucky, luckily, though, that I got the flight out of Boston. It's, it's a hub, so I don't have to waste time on the connecting flight. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Dr. Healthman, are you all right? I, I think so. You're probably dehydrated. I get that way after long surgeries, too. You should get some water. Don't die on me! <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Dr. Lee. Not to worry. 
Hank Helsman will never die. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, uh, have a good holiday. <laughs> D Dr. Lee, before you go, I was wondering, when you return from holiday, perhaps we can visit the establishment across the street for a drink after work sometime. Maybe you could explain to me why people enjoy football so much here. <laughs> sure think, Helsman! Sure think! Dr. Lee left the room, and Hank leaned forward, holding his head in his hands. Grace sat outside a small building in the center of a bustling town square. Individuals walked through the shops with mended armor, weapons swung across their backs or situated on their sides, their packs filled to the brim with potions and items they had just purchased. Loud, jovial music poured onto the street from the musicians playing in the tavern across the square, she sat just outside, under a sign that read, Sword for Hire. Out of the corner of her eye, she saw a smaller framed individual toss something in her direction. Catch! <laughs> Whoa there! Hey, you're gonna have to be quicker if you want to surprise me, kid. I like having you home. I like being home. Do you like doing this job? <laughs> Can't complain. I still get to do what I do best, but I don't have to leave you anymore. I really like that part. <laughs> me too, kid. Last time was too long. You never even told me where you were. Well, I, I was... I was... Huh. I can't remember. I went somewhere. What do you mean? I don't know, kid. I, I, huh. I can't remember my last mission. Not really. It's like... It's right there, but I can't... It's okay, G. You're here now. For good. Right? As long as you need me, Grayson, I'm here. And, you know, I don't think I'd hate it if you started calling me Grace. What? You never want me to call you that. Uh, well, maybe I'm coming around to the idea. Hey. You're my hero, Grace. <laughs> what did you just say? I said you're my hero. Are you okay? What's wrong? Uh, I, I'm okay, kid. Don't, don't worry. I, I'm fine. Just thought I remembered something. Should I get a healer? Oh, nah, kid, I'm okay, I'm okay. Thank you, though. Hey, come here. As Grace embraced her brother, she sighed deeply, the pain, the pain subsiding, but the almost memory still sitting, just out of reach. It's okay. Eve walked into her father's office. He sat on his green chair stoically. Dad? You wanted to see me. <clears throat> I did. Thank you for coming by so quickly. Of course. I wanted to ask you a question about the hub trials. Uh, oh, did you all compete, complete the most recent trial yet? Perhaps. What does that mean? I'll get to that. But first, why do you think the last stage of the hub trials is called the Oblivion Trial? Honestly, I don't know. You've told me so little. We call it the Oblivion Trial because the champions who do not win have the memories of their entire time in the hub ripped from them and lost. I had no idea. Why are you asking me this? What happened in last year's trial? Well, our pesky hard-headed, stubborn champions decided to ignore the rules of the trial. 
Really? That's unexpected, right? What did they do? They thought that if instead of picking one true hero to receive the god's touch, they would all lose together. Has that ever happened before? Never in the existence of these tribes. What did you do? We sent them home. Without their memories. Did anyone get the god's touch? Not yet. What do you mean, yet? We needed time to determine the best course of action. And? Have you? Determined a course of action? I actually... I actually wanted to ask your opinion on the matter. Mine? Why? Because you've proven that you deserve a seat at our table, Eve. And I'm sorry it took me... I'm sorry it took me so long to see it. Wow. Um, I, I don't know what to say. All I've ever wanted was to show you that I belong in this family. You have. And you do. So, what do you say? About the champions. What would you do in our position? Well, so they decided it was better to risk being sent to oblivion than to choose only one of them to win? Correct. They also seem to be keen on not being the only one to remember their adventures together. Wow. To risk all that just to do it together. It sounds to me like you finally had a group of actual heroes. What do you mean? A hero isn't selfish. Doesn't put themselves before others, ever. No matter the prize. You've had hundreds of people in these trials, and you've always had one hero. But that means that they beat the others. Inherently selfish. This group might have been your first successful hub trial ever. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, I do. So, what would you do? I'd give the I'd give the touch to all of them. You don't worry that there would be too many individuals out there with that kind of power? <laughs> Not with them. Very well. That is what we will do. Eve's father stood and moved towards her, smiling. He reached for her hands and held them in his. I've... I've been a lousy father. No, you... Uh, um... I have. I know I have. But that changes now, Eve. But I'm so incredibly proud of you. For what? For being a hero. Eve's father's hands burned a bright green. Eve looked down in disbelief and felt the warmth <sighs> and power of the god's touch spread throughout her body. At that very moment, in five very different universes, several special, talented, and heroic champions were visited once again by imposing individuals in royal attire, offering them a chance of the lifetime. The chance to be a hero. The power of the gods. But this time, they had earned it. They deserved it. Their memories flowed back to them as the power raced through their veins, reminding them of their time in Hub, the things they had learned, the people they had met, the challenges they faced. In that moment, the six heroes remembered it all. They knew that the chances were that they would never meet each other again in this lifetime, 
and despite the stinging pain that came from remembering a family they couldn't keep, they were able to find solace in the fact that their universe was in good hands. Several good hands, in fact. The hands of heroes. And that was enough for them. End. That was beautiful. Redemption um, arcs all around. Yeah. So good. <laughs> for the for the sake of time, um, I would like to go ahead and ask the producers to at least start queuing up Nicole's video. And we can discuss that afterward. Um, audience at home or in your car, we, we've gone over this. Uh, audience, <laughs> if you have questions, um, by all means, from please. the cart. Questions from the cart, please ask. Yeah. Yeah, send them send them in the chat. We'll address them after the fact. Um the the yes, this is beautiful. <laughs> so if anyone's got some like immediate thoughts while the video is getting prepped, I think we all probably need to watch watch it while we process our feels. <laughs> oh, yeah. chat says so good. Oh, thanks, yeah. chat. Oh. oh, thank you, chat. Thank you, chat. <laughs> It really was amazing. So many moments. Especially when they were all like at the last morning, they're like, we're not going to go. And Hank being like, there's my family. I was like, I'm a damn abyss. It was the birthday song all over again. It was all, it was that all. <laughs> no, you know I what? Know but maybe not. not here, but thank you, Nicole, for giving me plenty of opportunities to make people feel sad in a good way. But there was some hope there because he asked Dr. Lee to go to the establishment yes. and explain the human football to him. That part Which hurt one? the worst, honestly. Uh, think, Dr. Sure think. Why is it called football if yeah. they mostly hold it? Yeah. Oh, football or American football. I was yeah. about to say, you're yeah. thinking American football, my friend. Apparently, other football <laughs> is ball that you actually play with mostly your feet. Americans are stupid that A way. good classic <laughs> Russian name. Yeah. I know. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what? His family his family shortened it when they came in through Ellis Island, okay? It was originally Linowski. It used to be Linowski. <laughs> it was Linowski Strasburg, actually. So excuse you. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lightning oh. chip. That hurt my head. I'm glad. I'm glad Eve got some some good resolution for those. Yeah. Dad. Daddy issues unstuck. That's the moral of our story. <laughs> Daddy issues stick until they don't. It was leading into uh, like a, a redux where like we'd like start the trials again and then like learn that we'd done it before. Yeah, I was kind of thinking yeah. that maybe mm -hmm. like with with the the closing with Eve that like she's the green in every single try. I was I was thinking oh. that the whole I was oh, like, oh what if you get what that if you would have actually been pretty he, cool though. Oh, true. But he wouldn't have given her that many chances. Yeah. He doesn't. That doesn't seem like it's in his personality. Um, Not Corey, only that, I but completely how agree. Doctor Lee returning character season yeah. two. I would yeah. watch a whole spinoff of just Doctor Lee and Hank. Doctor Lee and Hank spinoff. Doctor Lee and Doctor Healthman. Nicole, Nicole, we know that you are in video form right now. But if you watch the later version of this, um, 
like spinoffs and sequels, please? And if you don't have the time or energy, can you like give us your blessing to do official, like, yeah, can you just let us do like like officially sanctioned fan fiction of your characters? And apparently we have been shipped. And we have to come together once again as our new group of heroes. Yes. To save the world. To save all our universes. It's like the multiverse of madness without the trademark. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Without the trademark, yeah. There are possibilities. Season oh, two, make it happen. Dr. Helpman, we have been shipped. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Where okay. Where are we sailing to? I have no idea. <laughs> Probably other side of country, just outside of Boston. Oh, I thought you were taking a, fla- a plane to see your family. Yeah, semantics. <laughs> my, my mom, my mom just texted uh, her, her oh. thoughts. Uh, oh, she says that she can't help but notice the juxtaposition between you guys and your characters. You're going to really miss each other. Yeah. I really like the... <laughs> 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 Told you I cried before. Oh. I, cry I, really liked, I only just now like put it together like with this last episode, but like because like the light darkness with light kind of nicely correlates with like their memories being lost and stuff. I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's oh. really cool. Sid, this was, it's, it's so bitter. If I ever want to find Avaris again, I just have to get mad. That's all I really channeled. <laughs> I, I do want to, I do want to see the spinoff of like Avaris's wolf camp. Yeah. That wolf summer camp was the camp I've ever seen. That's is sufficiently close to lumberjack. I am satisfied. Yeah. Yeah, that is. <laughs> good enough. That's There's so probably cute. wood chopping involved. You know, like it, I, I'm good. And I obviously, mean, I, we need. You to... have to chop some wood to make the stakes to pitch the tent. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, and we. Yeah. I want to know. He's basically know... a lumberjack. I want to. <laughs> I want to know more about Jeb's relationship with their villain too. Like that was, hey, uh, and and Aubrey, that was some really great uh, Mark Hamill yeah. recall there. Loved it. Um, but and it's more of Grace's adventures as a sword for hire. I don't know if if Nicole sword gives us if Nicole gives us our blessing, the we can do our own sanctioned D&D game. Southern D and D game. <laughs> oh my gosh. Campaign. <laughs> Grant, come back. No, Grant. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think it's video time, guys. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's video. Video. Oh, I, know, video. I love that video. Hank. Video. Hank named himself Doctor Healthman, didn't yeah. he? Like, like that was so what I, he. Came I knew up that with. wasn't a human name. <laughs> that cannot. Like, we all we all got yeah. that. Yeah. I. You know what though? He could still be a robot. He because he nothing says that he's not a robot alien. I'm just yeah. saying. That's true. Um, but yeah, if he had rocked up and been like, "Hi, I'm Guy McPerson." Like, yeah. <laughs> Guy McPerson. So, so, I am individual, sir. Someone. Yeah. So, I am individual, sir. Person, human man. Yes. It's a, like comedy, like where it's like super obvious that he's not supposed to be there, but like everyone accepts him anyways. The more committee, yeah. but it reminds yeah. me of uh, Vincent, I mean, adult man. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the business. Place. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did yeah. a business. I went also, to the business to, place to do a work thing. He has his medical degree, doesn't he? Like, he must have a forged medical degree. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just believe that he walked in with, like, no credentials, but then, like, performed open-heart like, surgery just yeah. by yeah. stepping in, and they're like, all right, we'll keep all right. him. I think all we'll right. keep him. I, I think we should, we should we go should, ahead and yes. 
yes, but I need a spinoff that delves into video. all of these uh, things. But we I will say. I will say, uh, just for the those of you at home, we we are gonna have our sound on during Nicole's video, so we can MST. Not, not we're gonna make MST it, but we'll we'll have our own comments and thoughts uh, and reactions. Activate again, mystical space typhoon. Who did the what? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. We'll, so let's get some answers from Nicole and chat. If you've got questions for our actors for afterward, type them up. Let us know. We'll address them after the fact when we do our. Our final wrap up. So let's let's get going with Nicole's video. Hi, Nicole. They're so shiny. They really are. They're so bright and sparkly. They glistened. Hi, everyone. Uh, Nicole Hi, Nicole. Here. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. I want to say thank you so much to the actors for being a part of this story, being a part of this world. Aww. It means so much to me, and you have no idea how cool it was to see you all perform these week after week. It was just a blast. Uh, thank you to Platform for having them, uh, and thank you so much to the listeners and the watchers on Twitch for commenting along and enjoying the story as much as I enjoyed writing it. All right, with that out of the way, let's answer some of these questions. So you all asked some really great questions. I'm going to try and get through them pretty quickly, but I do want to make sure that I answer as many as possible. Um, so Crystal, you asked about uh, what inspired the stories and the different characters. And I think uh, Grant, I think you said it in the third game, you, yeah, or in the third episode, I think you said, I feel like I'm sitting around a D&D &D table. <laughs> ding, ding, we have a winner. This story you don't even play D &D. based on a D&D, &D, or it was actually a homebrew system, but a game oh that- It all goes back to D&D. Gosh, like seven or eight years ago now. The oh my God. whole premise of the game was none of us really wanted to have one singular DM. We kind of wanted to take turns doing it. So one Ooh, person was our anarcho-syndicalist of them who kind of had the whole plot in their mind. And the rest of us took turns DMing one shots, which ended up being these portals. And so some of the portals that we ventured into in the game actually made their way into the story as well. But like I said, it was very loosely adapted on that game. So things changed. Uh, the, the purposes of the portals were completely different. Um, but yeah, that's where it came from. Some things changed drastically from the game version to the story version that you read. Um, but some things stayed the same. So some of the things that changed drastically were the portals. Um, we had portals, obviously, in the game version. Um, but they weren't specific challenges and they weren't tied to gods like they they didn't have like the their own challenge that they created they were i think as, as i mentioned they were just one shots that other dms were running and it was just a way for us to get to a different world so that dm could kind of have free reign in their own game so i wanted to be more specific with that so these portals ended up being these challenges that the gods created specifically to test you on a certain attribute so that was all brand new for this version of the story some things that stayed the same, however, were that uh, some of our characters in the game version were from different worlds or different mediums. Jeb was always a comic book character, Avaris was always supernatural, and Hank was an alien, and um, uh, Eve was always a member of the family that was behind the whole thing. And so we kind of, uh, we had that already in the game, but 
not everybody was from a different medium and some of them were not quite like some of them were from the same world some of them it, it just wasn't as specific as I wanted it to be so I took it and I made it very specific for this story and I wanted to just go all the way with it and I wanted to find poignant and important places where each of them were from that kind of reflected who they were as people and the attributes that they were exhibiting and the gods that chose them um I could go on and on and on about why the gods chose these characters, um, but I won't because it's going to take forever. <laughs> the question that I got asked the most, uh, both by you on the streams as well as here in this email thread, was did I change anything throughout the story? Short answer, no. I wrote oh. all of it, all of Hub, oh. before you even started episode wow. one. So I'm wow. Wild. I called shenanigans. <laughs> she didn't play with us like Caroline did. <laughs> so everyone, I knew who everyone was and where everyone came from. I knew what happened. All of that before you even started. There is one thing that I did update in the middle, though. Varus is a werewolf. Because I noticed that there was a little bit of confusion and I wanted to clarify it. Um, it was about Jeb's injury um, in the Bigfoot oh. portal. Um, <laughs> well, like, Jeb's injury just kind of disappeared. I wanted to kind of clarify that. So I went in and added a, a quick little exchange in the next episode about um, Jeb kind of admitting that they were very much overreacting in the end. <laughs> um, so that was kind of I a, love that it made Jeb more of a, of a drama highness. Well, I, what, I don't know the gender neutral obvious term. Obvious solution. Already exist in the story, but yeah, everything else was already written. Uh, Avaris was already a werewolf from day one. <laughs> Meredith, you asked oh, if I had it was any day other one. for the story, and yeah, I did. I actually wrote two completely different endings. I wrote them completely what? out. Whoa. And I had each of them in front of me, and I what was the other one? And I read them over and over again. I want the and other. I tried to decide which one I wanted, and I ended up actually asking my husband's opinion. Uh, he was uh, a member of the game, and so oh, I asked him what he thought would be more impactful. And we both kind of decided that the version that we went with was the one that was going to leave the biggest impact. Delton, you asked some really great questions. I'm going to try and answer a couple of them here. This process is incredible, and it is not my first experience with this process, either this format. I was actually part of O oh Wayward Nights, which was Platform's first kind of experiment into this format of cold reading the script and talking about it before and after. And so because I saw it from the other side, I knew that I wanted to be a part of it from this side. And I was right. It was so much fun. And I think my story lended itself so perfectly to this format because as you, the actors, were learning about your characters, your characters were learning about themselves too. So you were coming in playing fully fledged characters that didn't know they were fully fledged characters. And so it was okay that there were gaps missing. It was okay that these characters were making choices that maybe didn't fit exactly into the, this archetype that they were because they didn't know. And so I think that that kind of mystery just worked so well with this format because it, it, it dropped those it little really bit did. Of tidbits mm -hmm. each time and that influenced you as the actor and how to continue with this character. And I noticed it in some of the ways that you were reading uh, your lines and some of the ways that you were reacting to other characters. Each time we learned a little bit more about your characters, about these, these people in Hub. 
you were letting that influence what we saw on the screen. And that's just a testament to all of your acting abilities. Um, and I think it just a testament to this format. This is such a cool format. I loved writing in it. And it's really an exercise in good storytelling. I think, you know, anybody who wants to be a good writer should maybe try something in this format in the future because obviously there are things that I saw that I would love to do over again or maybe try and, and clarify a little bit more. Um, but there's also things that I think I did really well. For example, foreshadowing. Um, you all picked mm -hmm. up on yeah. the Lars werewolf thing. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> oh yeah. That to me is where Lumberjack did a really great job foreshadowing that. Um, because we found that book, the, the Supernatural Guide, in game two. Um, and then I'm always showing him being hot-headed and I'm always showing him kind of answering these questions that kind of lead in that kind of direction. So I think that the fact that you all picked up on that, the fact that you all thought that that was your idea, means I did my job. <laughs> So, um, Marissa, you asked the question about yeah, uh, great the colors work, Nicole. and if they were significant. Yes, they were. Um, the original game version, <laughs> the gods, the champions, and this kind of like trial of, of heroes was loosely based on a Filipino folktale. That's what the game was oh, based on. Oh. And our, our hub queen kind of used that to influence the plot there. Um, I want to know more about this really folktale. important for those characters mm -hmm. and they, they did kind of represent these gods. I wanted to move away from that folktale a little bit more, kind of make it my own story. Um, but yes, I, I kept this idea of these colors being very meaningful to these gods. And so, yeah, you, you picked up on it. The, these I guess the Filipino folktale probably used pink instead of purple. So there's that. <laughs> Not her choice. Personalities of these gods. And also our characters as well. Because these gods let's i mean let's think about it they were the ones choosing their champion right and we noticed that these gods are pretty narcissistic even though we didn't get to see too much about them we do know that and of course they're going to choose champions that exhibit qualities that are very similar to their own right and so actually, the child picked a child when the <laughs> Correct. So would I. I guess it is. Um, when the hobbies start exhibiting those kind of behaviors as well, hey, come on! It was just a mirror of the god that chose them. If you win, you get candy. Give us an insight to. That's why. That's why they chose them. Yeah, just come in this way. Yeah, color was very important. So no, it's a yellow van. Delta, come on. All right. We always end each of our games with what we call favorite moments. So I wanted to end this video with my favorite moments from Hub. Aww, so I'll be quick, oh. as quick as possible. Emery, you did a fabulous <gasps> job as our narrator. I think that Aww. you were able to find this kind of solid ground, fly on the wall vibe that was so important because the storyteller was a physical character in these stories. And you didn't even know Unbeknownst that. Unbeknownst to me for most of the show. <laughs> Very nice. From, from the get-go. And I just think that that was really important for the story, and I think you executed it really well. Meredith, going off what? of that, that episode oh. that you had to step in and be the narrator, you kept that vibe going. You you kind of Thank you. remained that steadfast, solid ground character, and you matched that vibe that Emery had created so well that it, it, it was important because I, I knew the narrator was about to become a character in the next episode. So I was like, oh. 
I hope, I hope that we are able to kind of still see that connection and you deliver, you created that connection with the audience and the text and it was um, really wonderful, really great job. Grant, you, from the minute you yelled in auditions, I knew that you were going to be a good Morris. But I think my favorite thing that you did this entire season was show us the broken sides of Avaris when you let Avaris be vulnerable. This did come out so beautifully. So good. As we kind of notice in this character, when you let him be vulnerable, it was stunning. Like you did a Mm -hmm. fabulous job. It really was. Really was. Insane. Aubrey. Aubrey, I I guess you didn't know you were going to be playing one of literary's greatest heroes, did you? Showing us this line between Sherlock and Malachi, and we didn't even know you were doing it. The whole point (laughs) with Malachi's character was I really wanted to show that Sherlock is a mask that gets put on. And that this is the outward persona, the, the public face, while Malachi is the private face of this character. And so I wanted to show the kind of other side of this cocky uh, know-it-all that we see in Sherlock Holmes pretty often. I wanted to show the other side of that because I always thought that kind of duality was really important mm-hmm. in that character. And I wish it was always explored a little bit more. So that's why we explored it in this. And you did a fabulous job of showing that like beautiful and I think my favorite parts were when you had those kind of deep heart to hearts with Grace you always pulled on her heartstrings and just did a fabulous job so thank you it was a good ship Marissa (laughs) Eve was a member of Hub I mean from from forever Eve belongs in Hub Eve is the only one of our main cast who belongs in this world and you again none of you knew you were doing this but you did it so stunningly that you felt like you belonged in hub you felt like this world was yours you felt the most comfortable in it and you felt this this kind of connection to it and then of course i have to give a shout out to the moment where you're talking with jeb after you realize your father was the one that did this because Mm -hmm. oh my gosh you, you really showed us how, how afraid you were. And I mean, you already knew about the, the trauma between the father and Eve, and then to only find out more, like, so my daddy issues are following all of us now. Daddy issues, <laughs> daddy issues, <laughs> dick. And thank you for playing it so Trauma into content. Corey, 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 Corey. <laughs> Jeb is one of my favorite characters to write. Um, Jeb is the comic relief, which is kind of literally forte. comic writer, but oh, comic relief, lol. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, pun intended. Comic relief. Um, yes, good. And keep, so, keep proud. Pun earned. Jeb always had this kind of quip to them, and then this kind of like firing back and quick witted, and I. I think that you did a fabulous job finding those moments, but I do have to give a shout out to right after you found out Jeb's backstory and you had to face that not everything can be funny and not everything Mm -hmm. can be a joke. And right now it's not. That was a really stunning moment that you handled beautifully. So thank you. Delton, 
your rendition of Happy Birthday will haunt me. Yeah, will haunt us. In the uh, talk back of that episode, that's arguably one of the least traumatic <laughs> moments out of all of them that we witnessed. But you didn't let it be comedy. You didn't. You it didn't let it. It could have easily. Ben <laughs> yes, Hank Helfman. <laughs> Nothing about that. You let it have the weight that it was supposed to for this character, and that just meant a lot to me as a writer that you took this moment that could have been comedy and you let it have the weight it was supposed to. Thank you for taking such care with Hank Helfman. Crystal and learning later Crystal that he left his family, it really was tra more traumatic I mean, than we knew in that moment. Every time I knew something really cool was coming up in a script, I would look at your box because ah! I knew that you <laughs> were going to have just uh, you were going to make me laugh, you're going to make me cry, Aww. you were going to make me feel something with your reaction. And so I knew ah! I had to look at your face <laughs> and <laughs> for a, being as invested in the story as you were. And uh. I actually played Grace in the game version of this. Uh, and obviously, a oh, lot of Lord. things changed from the game version of her that I played to the version of her that was written that you portrayed here. And oh, you did her proud. You did ah! her so Aww. proud. She Aww. is always this optimistic, glass half full person who just tries to find the best in every situation. And you delivered that tenfold. It was just really beautiful to see Grace fighting against even her own demons to try and stay positive. And you found that balance so beautifully. So thank you all so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the actors. Thank you to Platform. Thank you to our watchers. As far as a sequel goes, I don't think so. I mean, no! Spin-off, Dr. Lee and Hank. Spin-off. I will take being spun. Cool. I mean, first time trials, anyone? Yes! 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 Just saying! And then we can have purple! Purple. What happened to purple? Well, yeah, but then between then and now, what happened to purple? We don't talk about purple. Oh my god. You know, she just point out, she said no sequels but she didn't mm -hmm. say anything about prequels or yeah. spin-offs spin yeah true. Look, yeah. sequels try the prequels think of all the i mean i am multi-universe like multi sequel come on yeah. that'd, yeah. that'd be pretty good i am yeah. so glad i didn't know i was playing the character that i hope that kind that of been a lot of pressure that's that a lot been horrifying. Yeah. i'm so i i Hope I did her justice. Thank you, Nicole. I'm sorry. Oh my. Here God. we are. Uh, we we have a. Point. We heard. We heard. He yeah. did. Yeah. Maybe a prequel, as you were all reacting to no sequel. Yeah. Okay. Well, she should have ordered okay. it differently then. She well, should have, he should have gone that. in proper chronolo chronological order. <laughs> said said prequel, maybe sequel. No, it should have been in that. Order. Come on. She's, Fred, she's a writer. Fred, she knows how been, to order. Haven't you been art. listening? They exist outside of time. Time and space. <laughs> ah, semantics. Semantics, all of it, literally. So, any last thoughts from everyone here, um, and also from chat? Got any questions for the actors? I know that Nicole's not here, but I hope that she was able to answer some of the pressing things that we've been bringing up. But final thoughts, final 
anything. It's just, geez, what a ride, everybody. <laughs> well, really? I am not surprised to hear that Grant was like auto cast as soon as he started shouting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not even, no, it's, no. it's too I perfect. Yeah. It was a long time ago, but I vaguely think we were in the same callback Zoom room, Grant. I'm yeah, like, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> I, I think I read for uh, Orange too, so... Yeah. I I was in you had you had that shouty je ne sais quoi shouty je ne sais that shouty c'est quoi also thank you for just reaffirming at the beginning and at the end that I am apparently horrendously one note no no, no. honestly did you not the way hear what you she were, said yeah, yeah I did not as vulnerable did. as him that's why yeah. I wanted to make that joke specifically we all know it's obviously not true yeah. but of course that's just the fucking bookends this, but you're all you're all just so yeah his vulnerability was so impressive because there was yeah. nothing in auditions that was testing whether right. anybody could do that so she was definitely gambling of like I hope this guy I cast because he could shout can do this other part too. <laughs> <laughs> hope this guy's just not all so, the shouties. Yeah. Here's what I thought the show was based only on the audition. So like the audition was the scene where we finally meet each other in the cave yeah. and we don't know what's going on. Right, like and we're all beginning. colors. Yeah. So because of that and the brief that it was sci-fi horror, uh, I was under the, and Among Us was a big thing at the time. I thought it would be a serious take, like alien ass. I did too. Um, I was straight up like us. one of these people yeah. is the culprit. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. that's what I, I thought it was going to be. And then like same. immediately, like episode two, it was not that. It was not that. It was and much better like, than a weird yeah. Among Us fanfic, I must originally, say. <laughs> originally, it seemed like the prototype pitch for a live action Among Us movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like the comedy would be oh. come from like, it's this super serious alien ass thing, but it's like Among Us and... Yeah. Among Us even has pink instead of purple, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Really, now I oh, see yeah. that was truly just a deeply unfortunate coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> I think they do have purple too, but I yeah, think, I the, think in the yeah. general marketing materials, you see pink more often. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's always and the, the red one, I know, the is the only, one you see in yeah, their marketing. The red, one's, the red one is yeah. always sus. But hey, the, the, only, the only alien yeah. we had ended up being a health man. Yeah, yeah. Not a... Oh. Not a <laughs> Not a murder. Not man. an imposter. Not a murder. Not the imposter. Hello. Hank Hellman. If he'd gone to Earth to cause mass havoc, he would have been caught immediately because he yeah. would have like named himself Hank Crime Man or something. Hank <laughs> 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 <The> Murder Man. <laughs> <laughs> or probably like Craig has to get that alliteration in there. Craig Crime Man. Craig. Daryl Deathman. Daryl Deathman. Abe Alter Ego. That's his evil <laughs> counterpart. Abe Ducter, the alien. Abe, oh my god. Alien. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, Craig Graveman. Craig Craigman. We can have Craig Craigman. We can have Daddy Issues Stick. I think, <laughs> I think this, we this story do something has about the a most merch possibility. Uh, something about a web hog, yeah. I'm just saying all of these are merch there ideas to fund. There are a lot of merch today. options here. And then the characters who like spawned these meme merches get free pieces of their meme merch. <laughs> You just want a wedgehog shirt. You just want a wedgehog hat. You want a well, also duh. sick nasty shirts. We really oh yeah, sick, oh, nasty. yeah, sick, sick nasty. nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is getting a 
just like the deal with it, but with like, but it's Gabe's face, just like the deal with it glasses. <laughs> yeah, what, we should get Gabe on here. Yeah, Gabe, Where's show Gabe your on? face. It's time for, it's time Patrick. for Patrick. Only, only if they want to. We've uh, had yeah. this discussion. Uh, yeah. We want to honor their boundaries. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, never mind. It is complete. I am sorry. I am so sorry. I must have missed well, that. Well, we might as well just uh, thank them because they're awesome. Indeed. Oh, it's the logistics yeah. issue. Uh, right. Because we have we'll a set number around. of screens coded into the yeah. Twitch chat. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dang it. Okay, fine. Well, well see, I didn't fine. even know that. We will shower you with better. love then. Yeah. Yes. Glad I wasn't a part of the peer pressure train, guys. Well, <laughs> if we, oh, if we want to Brand, get off your high horse. We, Want to start? I was kneeling down, Grace. I wasn't on a high anything. (laughs) (laughs) So if we do want to start acknowledgments, uh, we should wrap up. To Gabriel Crute and Patrick Starner, our producers, uh, because they have been here almost. actually yes every weekend they have been here behind the scenes running the twitch chat moderating the twitch chat making sure that all of our equipment is working before the show making sure that we um we record everything that we need to record for the the archive versions this this show would not exist without gabe and patrick so i really hope that all of you in chat show them as much appreciation for their hard work um, as they deserve. This, there is no cold cuts without Gabe and Patrick. I would also like to give a shout out to some other behind the scenes folks whose hard work you may not necessarily see, but they deserve your recognition. Uh, James Culinare, who is our art director. You, uh, and Rachel Thomas, who is our marketing director as well. Um, all of them are platform. They make this all possible and they they deserve the recognition for Woo! for setting this up for yeah so I, I love you platform yeah i can see no greater way of wrapping up <laughs> this season without like giving a shout out yeah blood sweat and <laughs> ethernet cables yeah and uh, when i had to go on vocal rest last minute gabe stepped up to be a, a wonderful host that night um and thank you Gabe for that thank you Patrick for all of the times wrangling all of our audio (laughs) to make sure that it comes out nice and clear and thank you James for doing the same you were uh, around during some of the earlier episodes and the art all looks fantastic none of this is none of this is possible without you and none of this is possible without all the viewers and obviously actors you know I love you I gush about you every week. <laughs> we love you too, Meredith. Yeah. Hey! I love being here. I love doing this, but. All the hand hearts. Mm-hmm. All the hand hearts for everyone. All, all of them. All of them. All of them. Yeah. My because, hand hearts yeah. look terrible. I don't know. I, don't, hey, I can do it upside hey, down, kind of. Hey, mine doesn't look all that great either, so. Actually, I don't know. That's pretty good. I have really flexible thumbs, so mine are yeah. mine are pretty. All right, really nice. All right, that's everyone. my problem too, actually. Yeah. All right, know. everyone. It has been it has been an honor and a privilege. Everybody. Cold cuts is based on an original idea by our writing partner Declan Grogan. Music by Vincenzo Torciello. Hub is written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen. Uh, starting next Tuesday, the videos from this episode will be posted on YouTube and the audio will be available on all streaming platforms. 
Make sure to follow us on Platform Prodco on all social media channels. That is uh, P-L-A-T-F-R-O-M-P-R-O-D-C-O. For more information, and make sure to let them know that you want a season two. This has been exhilarating for all of us involved. And we'll make sure to see you next time.